Oh, hey! Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! up time travelers welcome back to the time machine podcast with me becca stogner <laughs> and me hunter martin uh we have a little technical difficulties well, that we not well well maybe we didn't maybe we did maybe hunter we was uh his audio was not coming through and then i <laughs> thought maybe my computer might be on mute so i adjusted the volume and then i heard him go okay hang on so maybe it was my fault but but that was after we were sending another zoom link i restarted my computer i almost downloaded zoom on my phone (laughs) and then becca goes oh i think i was on mute (laughs) i'm not sure uh you're also recording from your new humble abode my new apartment yes where i live alone with my cats how do you like it so far it's been great it's been nice being able to have like dinner on the patio and just like come home and not wear pants whenever i want because i know that no one else is around uh your cats (laughs) and nothing they ain't seen before (laughs) like excuse me miss What if I I woke up in the middle of the night and Freddie was like tapping me on the face and he was like, "Eh, we need to talk. (laughs) You're being very uh, crude. Crude in your home. But, well, that's exciting. It looks, uh, you did like a a home tour on on Instagram. So everything looks really good. Yeah, it's 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 great so are you finished are you like finished putting everything up and yeah i have i have one poster that is still on the way oh, but nice. every everything else is up and and finished nice. pretty much. you did that really fast yeah i thought that that's kind of what everybody did and then as soon as i posted that i was like done and i was doing my apartment tour a lot of people were like how the hell did you get everything unpacked so quickly and now i think maybe i have the problem no that's a good problem to have because you have a lot of stuff and you put it up really quickly yeah, I'm just the type that, like, when I move, if it's not all done, like, as soon as possible, I get, like, very anxious. So I just have oh. to spend, like, full entire days. Like, I will work into the into the morning. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to visit and, uh, and hang out in the new place. It's a good time. It's a good time. It's a good time. Speaking of good times, shall we get into some good uh, Disney 4-on-1? Well, let's see if it's going to be a good time. Let's see. I'll, I'll have you be the judge of that. All right. So first story, a little congratulations to Zac Efron. He won an Emmy. He did? He oh, did. Oh, for his thing? He won an Emmy for best host for his Netflix show. That is called, uh, what's it called? It's it's the it's it's the um down to earth with Zac Efron. He won a daytime Emmy Award for best host, best programming host. So that was pretty cool. So we have so far the Disney stars that have won Emmys now are Zendaya, Zac Efron, 
we can add Shia LaBeouf to the list because he won back in the day for Even Stevens. Yes. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool for, so congrats to Zach Efron. And also he posted a video of him breaking out his grandpa of his retirement home to watch uh, a sporting event. Did you see that video? No. It went viral. It's him and his little brother and they go to the retirement home and his grandpa like 90 something. And they did like, break him out to watch the the finals of the soccer game a couple weeks ago. Nice. Would you ever break your grandparents out of a retirement home? Most of them are dead, so I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I know uh, you would. <laughs> I remember going to visiting my great grandma in a retirement home. And they just all have the same look. Yeah, they do. Like flowers and I don't know. Pink. Pink. Very soothing. Very pink, color. very brown. Yeah. Very uh, smell. Yeah. But I, it's it, the videos on its Instagram, it's pretty funny. They edit it and where they put like James Bond music and it's pretty funny. Nice. Anyway. So there. So congrats to Zac Efron on his Emmy win, and congrats to Zac Efron's grandpa for getting out of the <laughs> to, to watch soccer games. You know they sent him right back. Oh yeah, but it's a, <laughs> they're like, bye, Gramps. <laughs> no, <laughs> Zacky. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what his grandparents call him. Zacky, <laughs> Zacky. Anyway, so in other news, Hillary Duff hosted a baby music class with a couple of her famous friends, including Ashley Tisdale. What? So they had a mommy and me music class hosted at Hillary Duff's house. And they brought all their babies, as you mm-hmm. do in a mommy and me class. Yes. And Ashley Tisdale brought her daughter. And the other two moms who brought their children were Megan Trainer and uh, Mandy Moore. What? So, so one of these things does not belong here. (laughs) So, uh, Hillary Duff posted on her Instagram uh, a picture of all the babies sprawled out on blankets and having like little instruments, and she she took a picture of her of Hillary Duff's daughter and Ashley Tisdale's daughter, and Ashley Tisdale's daughter's named Jupiter, Mm. and Hillary Duff captioned Juju given uh, May the side eye. Uh, juju. Listen, juju, Juju on that beat. How that how beat. the heck did Megan Trainer get invited to that? That's so random. Right, <laughs> but I just thought it was pretty cool. I was like, oh my gosh, next generation. Also, you sent me like maybe a week or two ago. Hillary Duff put like some photos of her birthing process on her Instagram yes. that are far more than I wanted to see. <laughs> yes, that was also going to be a news story. I was going to bring that up. Oh, so yeah, but we can go ahead and talk about it. Ew, he. I sent, so Hillary Duff had a home birth and her daughter, May, that we just mentioned, who was a part of the mommy and me class, uh, she, the daughter's probably what, four or five months at this point. And Hillary Duff just posted professional photos of her home birth. Well, those are the type of photos where I'm like, I feel like I learned a lot more than I should have. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I sent, I sent, uh, back of the photos i went um hillary (laughs) i mean they were 
birthing photos, but it was just not what I expected on a Tuesday morning scrolling through the Instagram page, you know? What do you think about them? A little bit much for me. <laughs> you almost saw her McGuire there. Uh, how dare you call it that? <laughs> it was covered. The, the, the photos were, you did, anyway. Go look. They're, they're very, like, beautiful. No, they're not, like, they're not they're like, they're not like, gross i don't know i'm no. just very i'm very averse to anything that is like the nasty pregnant i don't know like right. i think pregnancy and birth is like really disgusting yeah <laughs> I just don't. there were very like nice photos there wasn't like anything like no, no 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 it was just a bit much for me personally like, you can tell like she was in labor you know but she she had her makeup on <laughs> her hair done um so i thought that was pretty cool for the Hillary Duff to host a mommy me class with Ashley's yeah. child and I'm like wait did they talk about like wow we're on Disney Channel and now they're going to be a Disney Channel in my mind I would have said it but we don't share the same mind so good for them good for them good for them all right those were the Disney 401 news I have to share for you but I felt like you know we I still wanted to like add to kind of the segment before we go into the topic today. So kind of backpacking off our episode, our latest episode, which was breaking down the Hillary Duff Metamorphosis album. I just sent Becca a quiz I found online called which iconic Disney pop rock princess are you? Yes. So it just appeared on my timeline on like Twitter. And this just goes to the fact that because of this podcast, I'm seeing more Disney channel things pop up in my life. Oh, like for example, I was on the highway yesterday, Becca, and I was behind this car and in the back seat, they had a, they had a pillow uh, facing the windshield. And I said, what is that pillow? That pillow looks so familiar. It was a Hannah Montana pillow. So like what kind of Hannah Montana pillow? Like Miley Cyrus is like 13 in the, the, oh, like her face? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Afraid because I said that's why I, I kind of got closer to the to the car and said that's Miley Cyrus, that's Hannah Montana. All right. So, so I'm just going to read Becca the questions so she can find which Disney pop rock princess you are. Okay, Becca, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. <laughs> okay, which type of rock chick are you? Chaotic, edgy, friendly, fearless, effortless, or original? Probably chaotic. Chaotic? Okay. All right. Which of these quotes speak to your soul? Life is full of risks. Anyway, why not take them? I make mistakes. I do things I regret. I'm stubborn. Never be ashamed of what you feel. I'm just like a 17. Where's my teenage dream? I'm my own person. I go to the beat of my own drum. I like a little edge and a little pop in my hair. I guess never be ashamed of what you feel. All right. I like it. Okay. Pick an iconic rock anthem. The Cranberries, Zombie. Joan Jen and the Black Hearts, I Love Rock and Roll. Janis Joplin, Peace of My Heart. Heart, Barracuda. Pat Benatar, Heartbreaker. Stevie Nicks, Edge of Seventeen. Oh, Heartbreaker. You're a heartbreaker. Hey, are you more, are you more pop or rock? Rock. Okay. Who, do you listen, who did you listen to most growing up? Avril Lavigne, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Pink, Kelly Clarkson, Taylor Swift. Avril. 
it's a movie night. What are you watching? Freaky Friday, A Cinderella Story, Camp Rock, Monte Carlo, Hannah Montana the Movie, or High School Musical? High School Musical! (laughs) (laughs) How often do you break the rules? All the time, sometimes, hardly ever. Hardly ever. Okay, last question. Which generation do you belong to? Millennial, Zillennial, Gen Z? Zillennial? I think that's like kids now. Right? Or no, Gen Z, Z is kids now. Zillennial is probably like the middle ground, you know, like 96 yeah. to like 2000. So that's probably me. Okay, I'll put Zillennial. You are... Drum roll, please. <gasps> Miley Cyrus! Yes! You are Miley Cyrus. You're yes! True, you're a true wild child who can't be tamed and rock and roll is in your blood. You know how to be a pop star like Santa Montana, but when it comes to your own music, you prefer rocking out and it isn't just a phase for you. Yes, yes. Well, Miley, there you have it. I'm coming for your gig, Miley. <laughs> and Music Midtown, put me on the stage. <laughs> All right, that was just a little something I found and I thought it would be fun to do for this episode. But this episode is not about pop princesses. It's about something else. It's about a basic average girl. <laughs> and she's here to save the world. Today we are looking at the very first episode of Kim Possible. Yes, we are. The episode was called Crush. And Becca, what was your first impressions of this episode? I like how this one kind of follows the Disney Channel trend of like, there's not really like an us an episode of setup. You know, you're just kind of like thrown right into like the action. Mm-hmm. But also it's different from every other Disney Channel show in that nothing is secret. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have a lot. I took a lot of notes. Yeah. <laughs> about why they didn't have like a secret identity and why the girl was really still mean to her. I was like, she's, she's a spy. You know she's I know. a spy. Like everybody knows. Her. I love Don't how everybody's like, everybody's like, oh, I saw in the news that you saved that French ambassador. That's pretty cool. And then they just go to class. Right. So it's funny you said that it's like a classic Disney Channel show where you just kinda, you're just kind of dropped in. There's no setup or anything. So the episode Crush was aired on June 7th, 2002. And it looked like the other, the first three episodes all came out that day, I think. They did. They did. But Crush is actually the 13th episode made of the show. What? Um, The very first ever episode made of Kim Possible is called Tick, 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 but it aired as the fourth episode. What? Wait, is it like different or is that one like the setup because it would be weird to air the setup fourth i think the only setup is you get a proper introduction to dr draken and shiko okay other than that it's literally ron yeah. and Kim are already friends they don't, they they don't set up the like, world. they don't set up how long she's been doing no. it you it's, just kind it's of not have like to that imply. they just kind of introduce the main villains of the story which is dr draken yeah because for a second, I thought, like, when Wade was like, ooh, we're getting a lot of hits on our website, I thought that this was something relatively new. But then when she was on the plane with that pop star, it seemed like she'd been doing this for quite a while. And we don't yeah. really get an answer either way. Yeah. So, yeah, Kim Possible episode one, Crush, is basically about Kim and Ron have a dance, and they're trying to ask people on a date for the dance. And Kim gets really nervous asking this guy out but it's yeah. just juxtaposed it's, with how she's 
She can do anything. Yeah, it's funny because she's less nervous fighting a giant robot than she is asking a boy to dance. <laughs> and aren't we all, aren't we all? Well, actually, this is one of Disney Channel's earliest forays into, into developing an entirely original animated series from scratch. Oh. So before this, everything was kind of based off movies. Like, they, they had, like, the Little Mermaid TV show, the Aladdin TV show. But yeah. this, this was like one of the first ones that they said this is an original idea and let's go with it. And the two creators actually came up with the idea traveling in an elevator on their way back to their office from their lunch break. And the two creators like just came up with this log line called like in the elevator said, Kim Possible, she can do anything. And then the other creator said, Ron Stoppable, he can't. And that's how they came up with the premise of Kim Possible. Uh that's so, so weird. Um, so the, yeah, and they heard that Disney Channel was kind of looking for a new animated series, and they really wanted the animated series to be um, have a uh, teen lead in it. But they wanted the series to be about a normal girl with ex- with extraordinary circumstances, and so that's how Kim Possible came about. And did you know some of the people who were almost the voices? No. It's so. First, let's get into who is the voice of the cast of Kim Possible. We have a lot of famous faces. We have Christy Carlson Romano, Will Friedle, Nancy Cartwright, Taj Mowry, Nicole Sullivan, John DeMigo, Gary Cole, Gene Smart, and Kirsten Storms. Gene Smart? Yes, Gene Smart. Who is Gene Smart? Gene Smart plays um, Kim's mom. Yeah, so she was in the episode we watched. Yeah. Dang, that's cool. So those are kind of like the main players of the show. Uh, Raven joins later on. She sure does. She plays uh, Kim's friend. But before all that was settled, Neil Patrick Harris actually auditioned for the role of Ron, <gasps> as well as John Cena. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Stop. And did you know who was originally offered the part of Kim Possible? Who? Annalise Vanderpoel herself. Ah! That could have been from That's Raven. So, but they went with Christy Carlson Romano, Ren from Even Stevens, which I think is a great, is a is a great choice. Oh and yeah. Fidel. I remember they would air promos for the show, and they would really promote the fact that Kim Possible. All the characters are voiced by people you knew from the Disney Channel. Yeah. So you have like Taj Mallory from Smart Guy, Will Friedle from Boy Meets World, Kirsten Storms from Xenon, Raven from Raven, Christy Carlson Romano from Ian Stevens. And I just thought it was pretty cool that back in the day, if you wanted to do a live action episode of Kim Possible, all those people could play their characters. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, this, uh, this show was obviously very successful mm-hmm. it earned uh eight emmy nominations throughout its run Dang. had three movies including a live action movie later on we don't talk about that we don't talk about it but we may have to <laughs> later on in the episode. um it was the longest running disney channel cartoon until phineas and ferb and it was one of the first shows of disney channel to break the 65 episode rule Yes. So it was it was 65 episodes then it uh, wrapped up with the Kim Possible movie. And then it gained like a, a lot of internet traction. The fans wanted it back. 
And so they brought it back a year later for the fourth season. I feel like I remember that. So there's some there's some little fun facts about Kim Possible there for you. But also it was, has uh, one of the most banging theme songs. Oh yeah, let's talk about history. that theme song. The theme song. Beep beep beep. beep. And the ringtone that is still used today. I heard it the other Did, day. So I obviously watched this on Disney Plus and I mm-hmm. hit, it pained me, but because I was in a little bit of a time crunch, I hit skip intro and the theme And it skipped to like halfway through it. It wouldn't even let me skip the whole thing. Right, yeah. It was like, no, it's too iconic. You can't right, skip the right. whole thing. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But yes, with Christina Milian, it's a great, it's one of the top three so Disney good. Channel uh Disney Channel theme songs. Danger. I would say it's Danger. up there with the That's a Raven theme song, the Hannah Montana theme song, and the Kim Possible theme song are the yes. top three. I'd yes, say. all powerful ladies. All powerful ladies. Yes. All right, let's get more into the episode, shall we? Okay, so you know how Kim says her Kim's catchphrase is mm-hmm. what's is what's the sitch. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I've told you this before, but my entire life up until like two years ago, I thought she said what's the stitch. <laughs> And I was at a I was at an event and I was like talking to some people about Kim Possible and they were like, I said, what's the stitch? And they were like, what did you just say? And I was like, stitch. And then they were like, no, she says, what's the sitch? And I was like, there's no way. So why I went on my, you... I, I don't know why I didn't think sitch was short for situation. I just thought what's the stitch was like something that she would say. And that everybody just accepted it. And so I went on my Instagram and did one of those polls and was like, what does Kim Possible say? And it was all sitch, 100%. And I had a crisis that night. <laughs> <laughs> and I think about that every time I've watched Kim Possible since. Yeah, that's, that, that, that'd be pretty much an earth-shattering. Somebody was like, maybe there was a promo with her and Stitch, you know, like when Stitch was crashing something uh-huh. and she said it. But she doesn't say it. She never at any point has said, what's the Stitch? No. And I'm just a fool. You're just a fool. Well, I'm glad... I'm glad now you realize it as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm embarrassed. I I love Ron Stoppable. Yeah. I think Do you relate to him? Yeah. <laughs> Would you call me the Ron Stoppable? I might. There's that one scene in the library where Ron's trying to look for a date because him and Kim always like just go to the dances together because they're best friends, but Kim wants to actually ask someone on a date. And, he, and Ron's like, oh, I guess I need to ask someone. But the whole episode of him is him trying to find a date. And there's this one scene where he's in the library and someone takes out a book from the shelf and his face is just in there. He's like, hi. <laughs> and, <laughs> they st- and, they, and they stick back the book. You just hear, ow. <laughs> I was like, that audibly made me laugh because I was like, that's so weird. Also, I had to talk about the designs of the cartoons, of mainly the ladies. Mm-hmm. The upper lips. It's a lot. It's a lot. Especially on Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie looks like a wet dog, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was, yeah, her hair. <laughs> her hair, yeah. Yeah, she does like a wet dog. And the way they, like, sit. It's like I know, their it's backs, weird. Their backs are curved. They're, they're so curved, like, because yeah, yeah, their feet are so tiny. And they have, like, gams. Like, they have thick thighs. But they're, like, skinny legs and tiny their ca- feet. Their calf muscles are out of this world. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> it really is. But this me. this show did give us Shigo, who is... Nom, 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 nom. Shigo is... Episode, and for some loyal listeners, what is episode two called? She go. It's episode three, actually. Episode three. Called. She go. She, she mommy. mommy. <laughs> I used to think it was going to be revealed that Kim and Shigo were sisters because they look just alike. 
So. I recognize a lot of the sound bites from this episode from like the games I would play online, mm-hmm. like the Kim Possible Flash games. There's one point oh, yeah. in this episode where Draken goes, No! That was like used in every game. Yes, yes. I love, I think Dr. Draken is such a funny villain. Oh, he's the, oh my God. When, the, Kim Possible's villains are like unparalleled. They, they are the, all excellent. They have the best. I used, I laughed every time in this episode where he was like, ah, She's my arch foe. Yes. I, I loved like right at the beginning of it too when he's like getting ready to do the plan and she goes like, if you explain the plan, Kim is going to win again. And Draken's like, ah! And he's like about to do it but then he doesn't. Like, Shigo has uh-huh. always been the brains but like he just will never listen yeah. to her. Um, I also love, they had a lot of scenes that I remember as a kid in yes. this episode. The iconic, um, the grappling hook underwear hair, yank yeah, where Ron's like, from the the theme song of course Uh and when he shouts never be normal yes because we we get like a little thing about rufus and kim's like a naked mole rat why don't you have a normal pet and that's when he goes never be normal well you know kim if you listen to the naked mole rap it tells you the whole story (laughs) we'll get to that we'll get to that oh gosh i loved it when they had to go to uh somewhere in the snow yeah they don't really say and rufus was shivering yes and ron wrapped him up in a blanket (laughs) well he was like snow and naked don't mix (laughs) also i loved how when uh they have to get somewhere and kim's like oh i'll just use a favor and they're like thanks kim from saving me from the aliens at my concert yeah (laughs) she's like uh no big like that's how she gets around i don't understand here we go. I don't understand. I kind of have to break down of this impossible. I don't understand okay. how she can be as she's basically a spy. Yeah. Which is a spy that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. She has cheerleading after school. Everyone knows she's a spy. The The villains know she's she doesn't make it any secret that she's not a cheerleader like where she's not from. Like she has no like secret identity anywhere in the show. Right. That would seem so dangerous. Right, like, Draken could easily just, like, Kim Possible, he could just type her in, like, her address in Google and just go and, like, like blow her house up in the middle of it. Right, like, woohoo, I did it, bye. <laughs> I know. Like, that's so dangerous. And why does no one question, like, how how, how is she still in school? Because she literally was at school when they got the mission to stop Draken. She goes, let's go. Time to get on right. set. I'm like, what about your calculus homework? I don't, I don't know. How, it's I, yeah there's a lot of holes in that plot and like the w- biggest wade is such a huge plot hole to me like how is he just available all of the time why well, is guess, he not in school i guess he's homeschooled i think they maybe explain that at some point but i feel like it's like he's, way late into the show he's probably like a just a super genius and he i you know what i think now that you said that i think they explain that he like finished college already so he just like sits around yeah I, I think they do explain it at some point, but I feel like it's not for, like, a season or two. Yeah. Like, it's they just kind of leave us with that. For but I, I loved I loved Wade. Oh, no, Wade's great. I just am, like, so confused by, like, how that would be allowed. I do remember later, later, later on in the show, Wade finally, like, shows up in person. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh! <laughs> ah! Uh, I loved it. I loved it. Lines- but- lines in this episode that take on a totally different meaning now 
at one point Ron is like saying something about a TV show. He's like doing a TV show like distraction to mm-hmm. distract Draken and Draken slams him into the wall and goes, you're canceled. Yes. Yes. I was like, uh, that would mean something completely different exactly. now. Exactly. I loved how, I love the lingo of this show. Yes. Like what's the sitch when they were at, this is at dinner with, or breakfast with Kim's parents and her family. And they ask her about Josh Mankey is the guy she wants to ask. What out. a horrible name. Josh Mankey. All he says is, yeah, or yeah, I know. Well, Kurt, he's designed like every 2000s crush. He's got the like blonde, spiky hair and the like yeah. the skater dude, like schlubby yeah. vibes. And all he says is like, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, Kim describes him as he's golden. <laughs> he's golden. Okay, girl. And did you notice that every time they cut back to the school, like the the sign has something different? On it each time. No, I did not. One time. So it has to pertain to I, sometimes the episode. Yeah. So when it, this is like in the middle of the episode, it cut back to the school and on the marquee it said, Need a date? Call Ron. <laughs> That's funny. So that was, that was really funny. I did oh. notice like the episode ends with them all at the dance and the nobody most, was dressed up. I wrote that. I said, This is the most casual dance I've ever seen. I know. Bonnie was still in her cheerleading uniform. Like, yeah, like, at least... And Cam was still, like, her fit from the day. Like, Ron said something about having to have his pants hemmed, and we don't see him because he gets locked in the janitor <laughs> closet. But... Like, what? Like, nobody, nobody was in a fit. They were all just, like, wearing what they wore to school that day. I was like, yeah, I was like, was the dance, like, literally five minutes after school ended? Right. It was so weird. I that was so that bizarre. Too. Like, yeah. y'all really couldn't just, like, draw on a dress real quick? <laughs> right. Right. I, I did not understand that whatsoever. <laughs> Literally just draw on like a dress. I know. And in the middle of the dance, the 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 communicator rings and Kim mm-hmm. denies it. And I'm like, Kim, if you're going to commit to being a super spy, you have to answer it each time. What if that was a flash flood? A flash? What is she going to do about a flash flood? I don't know. Do some flips. <laughs> to stop the flash flood? <laughs> yeah. Imagine like like a hurricane's going on and they're like, Cam, we need you! And she like does some flips on a rooftop and leaves and they're like, help us! <laughs> She's like, all I know is cheerleading moves. <laughs> no, she got her she got her sick gadgets. Her sick gadgets. Speaking of the gadget, the 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 stinky stuff was oh, Wade, yeah. Wade's dad's socks. I'm like, oh, how stinky that, are those things? That's so 2000s. Yeah, the stinky socks. Every joke in the 2000s is like, ugh, your feet stink. Stinky socks are like farts. Yeah. But I was just so mad that Kim denied the call from Wade. She got to live her life. She got to be her basic average girl sometimes. But she's here to save the world. So which means a flash flood. Get, Get that hair dryer with the grappling hook and get out of there. She checks the news the next morning and it's like 18 dead. And she's like, man. <laughs> she's like, maybe I should have answered. Man, all I was doing was being at the dance with this guy who's never going to make another appearance in the show. <laughs> uh, you're like, at least she got her slow dance. In her fit she wore to school. Right. It was it was a lot. I also have to say, why love Ron, love Kim and Ron, 
love Ron to it, the show would be not as entertaining if Ron was not there. Oh, the show I would dare say the show would be almost nothing without Ron. But why is Ron her sidekick when he literally does not? Because he's the distraction every he's time. He's the distraction, I guess. But it's kind of like she always gets annoyed at him. Is what is what no, she I does, and she always has to save him, and then she has to also save Rufus at one point. Because <laughs> Rufus it, is helpless. <laughs> it, it just feels like Kim really doesn't want him to be the sidekick, and yeah. he just he just kind of comes on. Maybe she like tried to let him go one time, and he threw a fit, and she was just like, "This isn't worth it." Right? Do you know who voices? Know. You know the voice of Rufus, Nancy Cartwright, is also the voice of Bart Simpson. Yeah. And the voice of Chucky from Rugrats. Yeah, Nancy Cartwright is a voice acting, like, legend. Yeah. And she, I, so in my fourth or third grade class, we had to do volcanoes. And my dad made a gigantic volcano for me, or, like, he helped me. But it was so heavy, we couldn't take it outside. And because everyone else, the thing was, we build your volcano and then we're going to take it on the playground, put the little stuff in it and it explodes, right? Yeah. Well, mine was so heavy because my dad like made it out of sand, out of dirt. Everyone else is like paper mache. <laughs> anyway, me telling you this is because my younger sister had a Kim Possible doll and it came with a, a Rufus, like a little toy yeah. Rufus. And I put Rufus in the volcano, <laughs> like sitting on the volcano for my project and so when my dad or when uh we put the things in the volcano like rufus was basically engulfed in lava and there was no kim to save him did he ever come back no we had a funeral oh, the next day i love rufus is my favorite character i think oh rufus is yeah everybody loved rufus i remember going to the zoo and people would this was like during the time where kim possible was really popular and the cage to look into the naked mole rats was like, everyone was like, there was a crowd around it. Cause they were yeah, like, they were like Rufus, 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 But <laughs> naked mole rats are. Um, Every time like, there was a Kim Possible doll, like her hair was so specific that it had to be like hard plastic. So it could yes. have the, like the swoosh and the point. <laughs> that hair. Is, it's crazy. It's I love it. Like when she flips it, like, when it moves, it's very animated and it like moves very well. But then when it's not, it's just like what? Like it's so yeah. hard. It looks like like a little clip on the yes, entire. Yes, and thing. Ron's Ron's like cowlick was how I learned what a cowlick was. Really? Yeah. The designs are very. I was like watching them, and the designs are. I don't know how to describe the design. They're interesting. They're very uh, circular. Everything's very circular. Yeah. With like hard, everything has like a hard point too. Like <laughs> Draken's face kind of comes to a hard point. Like yeah, a lot, some, yeah, a lot of things have hard points. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. My, I think my favorite villain, not he doesn't obviously doesn't make an appearance in this episode, but I really loved um, Monkey Fist. Yes, he's really funny, and I the like... the Scottish guy, oh, and yeah. senior 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 uh, junior, yeah. the perfect the perfect himbo. I was about to say senior and senior, senior, junior. Yes, they're, I mean, they're, the villains of this show are truly, like, truly the best. Oh, yeah. I remember that, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but, because there's a lot of good Kim Possible movies. My favorite one was when the, the, all the villains team up, and they go, and they do time travel, and they go, and that's how you learn how everything gets set up. Yeah, it's, uh, the Stitch in Time movie. Yeah, but that's years later into the show. Yeah, that was way late. 
but I think I really enjoyed the show. I I thought it was fun. Like, I think it's funny. There's one episode specifically where there's like some kind of like Care Bear parody TV show or something. And Draken ends up in it and right at the end, like a huge bear like comes and sits on him and flattens him. And I laughed so hard that I blacked out as a child. Like I wheezed and wheezed and fell off the couch because this huge ass bear sat on Draken and he was like, no. <laughs> Draken is the best. Can, what, let's rate my Dr. Draken impression. Right. So far you're doing pretty good. That's I think that's all I would be able to do is the. Because no. <laughs> that's very accurate. <laughs> Kim Possible. Like that, Impossible. that's a little off the rails. Oh, and his, mo- his most famous line. You think you're all that, but you're not. Yes. So try to say that in a dragon. I don't. <laughs> I think I can only do the noise. Do it. Try it. You, th- <laughs> you think you're all that, but you're not. Kermit. It's just, it's <laughs> Kermit, when did you join? I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know you were here. <laughs> Miss Piggy's here too. Oh, uh, the running gag of my whole life is how awful I am at impressions. <laughs> I can do like individual noises or like sometimes whole sentences, mm-hmm. but it's so limited. Like I do I'm have to say, them. your Hopper from Bugs Life is pretty good. You're the only person that thinks so. It's good. I've done it for other people. Shall, shall you do it for the sober, people Sober, I might add. I've done it for other people sober, and they've shall been you, like, that is not good. Shall you do it for the people listening? All I, it's just the one part where he comes in and goes, where's our food? <laughs> no, the when you said it to me, the Wasn't first time you went, where's our food? I don't remember. Anyway, it's it was what you did was so good. The ants pick the food. <laughs> okay. The ants leave the food, and the grasshoppers eat the food. I love a Bugs Life. <laughs> well, we'll we'll have to do an episode on Bugs Life, maybe. That's one of my top five favorite Pixar films for sure. Wow, wow! I won't say which mine are. I want to keep everyone on the tip of the toes. Keep them guessing. I think, <laughs> one, I think one of them is Coco. No, really? It is not <laughs> no. <laughs> you were so Oops. confident. I was. I was. Oops. Is one of the Toy Stories in there? Mm-hmm. Okay. One of them. Yeah. There's just many... one. Just one of them. Just one of them. Is it the second one? How do you know? Because that's, that's the my... best one. That's my second favorite Pixar movie. That's the best one. My first is Monsters Inc. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Back to Kim Possible, which is not a Pixar movie. Oh. KP, I loved Ron talking KP. KP. I, oh, I used to do a really good Ron imp- impression. I wonder if I can still do it. I don't know if my voice is well enough. Okay. Ah! <laughs> ah! Okay, I'm gonna try. Okay, this is when Ron says KP. Right. I'm gonna try to back away from the mic so I don't burst <laughs> anyone's eardrum. KP. <laughs> That's not bad. Thank you. Thank you. And I think if I want to, if I remember correctly, if we watch an episode again later on the show. Will Friedel, uh changes the pitch of Ron's voice. Yeah, that would. I mean, yeah, because it would as it goes on. I'm sure he's like aging, you know. But I meant like now. This sounds deeper than the Ron I am familiar with. Oh, you think that okay. he got like higher? Yes. Oh, possibly. From this episode to more episodes, I think Ron's voice gets higher. Because to me, I was like, Ron's voice sounds a lot deeper than I remember. 
But I think it's because he changes it. But um, what do you think of like the the acting performances, like the voice work? I think this is really good voice work. Oh yeah, yeah. Chrissy Carlson is excellent. Uh, Emmy nominated for the show. Yeah, like it makes sense. She does a really good job, like just with the voice of like indicating the balance between like basic average girl and here to save the world. Yeah, it's a good. It it now that we know that Anna Lee Vanderpool from that to Raven was considered. I wonder I could how that would see go. it. I, I feel like it would have been a little bit more brash. She, and and Annalise has more of a uh, like 1940s way of delivering things sometimes. Does that make sense of what I'm saying? She does! Can you imagine? She was like, Ron! <laughs> yeah, she was like, Ron, <laughs> we gotta stop the villains, see? <laughs> There's a flash flood warning, see? <laughs> Get your scuba gear on and go. Your time is up, Dr. Dragon! <laughs> <laughs> and I, and while researching the show, Annalise does do a guest appearance later on. So we'll have to. Yes. We can um, see. Do you remember the, um, the shopping Avenger game? Yes. That was the best. I would, you would, you could show up in the wrong outfits on purpose and they would roast you. And I would spend <laughs> just hours doing that. Well, what was the, it was called Banana banana something banana something club club banana club, club banana because there's because banana, banana, banana yeah. republic is an actual store <laughs> yes i was about to say banana republic you would have to get like three very specific items for whatever mission you chose but you could also just get like if you're going to the arctic you could get like yeah a pool ring and flippers and like a scuba thing and you would show up and she go and drag <laughs> would be like or oh, what you'll swim <laughs> under the water like they would just say, say something yes. so stupid to you. Yeah, Becca, you're so good at this impression. I remember <laughs> when you said or that. Or what? <laughs> he sounds like an old lady a little bit. He kind of does. I Kim Possible's but, Flash games were also unparalleled. I mean, like, Rufus's uh, Bueno Nacho thing. Bueno Rufus. My so favorite so difficult. I so used to fun. love to when you would like put the cheese in the soda cup and your boss would come up and be like, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> yeah. <would> go, yeah. <laughs> like it's your fault for hiring an animal. <laughs> <laughs> a naked mole rat at that. Who's like, <laughs> like you're going to give a naked mole rat a paying job. You should expect some mistakes. <laughs> Imagining Rufus applying for the job and the guy's like, okay, what's your special skills? And Rufus is like, Rufus would be like, cheese! Because that's like one of the three words that he knows. And he's like, uh, you're hired. He's like, we're so short-staffed. I know. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Just imagine. Because Rufus, they would do it like a... Rufus was one... uh, One steps away from being very Scooby-Doo-like. Yes. He almost kind of is, in a way. Yeah. Except the show isn't named Rufus Possible or... What what I mean is like, like Scooby would like sometimes drive a car. <laughs> right, Rufus doesn't do that. Rufus doesn't do that. Rufus is more animal like. Scooby Doo is like dresses and Scooby Doo like put on a dress to distract. Scooby Doo, you could have a conversation with Scooby Doo. You cannot have a conversation with Rufus. Yeah, they would have conversations with Rufus all the time. Yeah, but he doesn't respond using words all the time. Yeah, he would just go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, like you know that he understands you, but his vocabulary is limited. He would just go like, he would just be like, <laughs> Do you remember? I think it's in a stitch in time. There's a universe, like, or either a universe or another, like, time or something where they go and it's a bunch of 
it's a bunch of naked mole rats yeah and and one of them is like what is the meaning of life and Rufus <laughs> goes cheese and they all like clap <laughs> i need more i if i'm gonna if, if i had to uh give any notes to this first episode more Rufus. I mean, More that Rufus. comes along. I'm, I'm sure that, like, they probably realized how popular Rufus was with the kiddos and then started boosting yeah. up his appearance, like, later. Oh, yeah. All the all the merch and all the games were, like, everything was Rufus for a yeah, while. Yeah, because, I mean, that's easy. You can make Rufus plushes and yeah, all that stuff. I also have to point out that when Kim was getting distracted by Josh Mankey and uh, Ron and Rufus were trying to get her attention, he would yeah. go, Kim, Kim. Impossible. I say that all the time. I <laughs> loved Ron. I think Ron That is... makes so much sense. Remember back in the day when you would uh there was like a trend on Instagram or Twitter where you'd say, um, post a picture of three fictional characters that represent you. Yes. I put Ron as one of mine. Yes. I don't know. I just me and Ron. Mine were always Squidward, Chanel number three, and um somebody else. I think mine along with Ron were Chandler from Friends. Yeah. And Corey Matthews from Boy Meets World. Nice. So very fitting. Very fitting. Very fitting. I loved this is a fun episode. I loved watching it. This is yeah, our first... it's a really it's a fun start. It's a nice like peek into what is to come. And this is our first uh foray into covering a Disney Channel cartoon. It is. And there's so many of them. There's so many. There's so many. Um but before before we you know get into what we like to do our Disney Channel lesson of the day, it's my very favorite segment that is back with Vengeance. We haven't done it in a while. Do you remember what it's called? It's it's got to be your reading what? Disney Channel. You're reading Disney Channel, baby. You're reading Disney Channel. As you know, your reading Disney Channel is a segment that if we're covering a specific TV show or movie, we like to. Read a scene from it. Becca doesn't know what scene I picked, so I just sent it to her. And this is the setup that you need to know. This is right after Kim and Ron um, have decided to go to the dance. And Kim wants to ask Josh Mankey. And they're just having that conversation. So, Becca, I'll give you the choice. Would you like to be Kim or Ron? I'm going to let you live out your Ron Stoppable fantasies. All right, all right. <laughs> so the scene <clears throat> is they are in the hallway, and Kim is just talking about how much she can't even talk to Josh Mankey. I forgot it was called the communicator. That's so good. Communicator. Oh, what I, oh yeah, I always thought it was the communicate. Like, Kim Possible. So smart. So smart. All right. All right. And, and action. I can't even form a sentence around Josh. How am I going to ask him to Friday's dance? Ask Mankey? I don't know. Kim, don't you think he might feel awkward with us? Us? Well, we always go together. Yeah, but that is, you know, friends. And this time I was thinking about lining up a, you know... An enemy? A date. A date, right. Date, like, uh, dating. Date in a date-like kind of way, uh, uh... Yeah, yeah, I could do that. The, the date thing. Great. So who are you going to ask? For me to get a date? <laughs> who am I not going to ask? Beep, 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 doo. Hey, Wade, what's up? 
and scene. Why'd she say what's up and not yeah. what's the sitch? She does say what's the sitch later. I wish to God if we ever got an animated like a Kim Possible like adult reboot, she could go, what's the sitch, bitch? <laughs> uh, and it would be everything I ever needed. That would be good. That'd be good. All right. So, Becca, what's the Disney Channel lesson you learned today? My Disney Channel lesson is that asking out a boy is a hell of a lot harder than defeating a supervillain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does Kim's mom say? It's like uh, taking a dip in a cold pool. Yeah, you just got to do it. And plunge. <laughs> and plunge. My Disney Channel lesson of the day is if you're a naked mole rat and you are traveling to a very cold area, please make sure to grab a jacket because naked and cold do not mix. They do not. They, <laughs> they do not. do not mix. So, Becca, if people want to find out what the sitch is with you, not what the stitch is, but what the sitch is, where can they find you? You can find my stitch on... <laughs> Uh, Instagram and Twitter at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Becca Stogner, for the downfall of Robin Williams. Oh, I'm, no. I'm entering the uh, 1998 to, like, the early 2000s, where it's pretty much just all downhill from here. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of, like, gems from our childhood, but, like, all of the good, like, iconic Robin yeah. Williams stuff is now behind me. Yeah. For the most part, which is... um. It's going to be fun because I get to relive a lot of stuff from my childhood, but it's also going to be hard because some of these movies are really, really bad. Yeah. But that bad movie reviews are honestly a better time half the time. So, you know, subscribe to Becca Stogner for that so you don't miss those. Also check out, if you like bad movie reviews, Youth Group Survivor Support Group. My other podcast has been doing a series where we review a lot of really bad uh, Christian films. We are on the God's Not Dead series right now. That's been a really good time. So all of that is available out there to you. And if you're in the Nashville area, keep an eye on my socials as well. My live comedy shows are back. So if you want to see me IRL doing some funnies, keep (laughs) an eye on that. Keep an eye out. And if you would like to see what the sitch is with me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at at H. Oh, on Instagram at Real Hunter Martin, Twitter H Cameron Martin, and if you want to get all the updates on this podcast and what we post, we post some fun things. Not only just what episodes we have, we kind of post some fun stuff that we think is funny, and we hope you guys enjoy. But you can find us anywhere on the social medias: TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at the Time Machine. Just put that in there; you'll find us. Uh, rate and review us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We love it when you guys reach out on Instagram, Twitter, wherever. We love communicating with you all. (laughs) Um, And if there's something that you guys can't wait for us to talk about, or if you guys have an idea of what we should talk about, uh, let us know. Um, Yeah, we just, we love when this podcast is very collaborative because we want you guys to enjoy it just as much as we have making it. So that's that. Call us, beep us, if you want to reach us. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's Perfect. a good of a segue yeah. out as any. Uh, until next time, we will see you later, time travelers. And buckle your seatbelts. <laughs>